to Asserting the Times. How can we know if we're conducting ourselves properly? Only through his words! We based Berean broadcast. Nothing divides like truth. The truth is important. Give us some men who know the truth. And now, here's Marty and Brother Eric. Claiming to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal men and birds and animals and creeping things. Therefore, God gave them up in the lusts of their hearts to impurity to the dishonoring of their bodies among themselves. Welcome everybody to another episode of Discerning the Times. That is Romans chapter 1 verses 22 to 24. Welcome, this is Marty with Brother Eric here. Another episode of Discerning the Times, the Berean-esque podcast. Uh, We are just two Berean brothers striving to enter the narrow gate, seeking to be holy as God is holy. Uh, In this episode, we are going to spend the next... 30 minutes talking about Chick-fil-A and all aspects Chick-fil-A, everything that has been going on with Chick-fil-A in the news. I'm joking. We are not going to spend the next 30 minutes talking about Chick-fil-A. We are, however, going to uh, touch on some of the key facts that we know about the Chick-fil-A donation scandal. But what's more important than than that is to pursue the ideas behind these actions that are taking place and to pursue the worldview. So, Brother Eric, it's good being with you again. Um, Brother Eric, why don't you go ahead and frame the context of today's podcast. Uh, Mention Chick-fil-A and some of the things that have been going on in the news with Chick-fil-A. And uh, uh, why don't you frame the podcast for us today, Brother? Thank you, Brother. Um, Good to be here. A lot has been said already about this. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a lot of people talking about it. Obviously, it has caused... A uh, an uproar mm-hmm. from the Christian uh, uh, from the Christian community, a sense of indignation for uh, what Chick Fil A seems to be doing. Let me say from the offset that <coughs> we must understand that as a business, as a business, and I want to be fair in this statement, as a business, Chick Fil A has the right to do with their money whatever they want to do. Okay, that's, that's not right. the issue. That's I mean, right. we're not trying. We're not trying to regulate. Uh, we're not tyrants here, you know. We're right. not tyrants. Uh, we must understand that we still live in a democracy yeah, and a republic, republic democracy, yeah, right? Yeah, for, uh, at least in representative republic. Somehow, yeah. right? We still live in a yeah. repu- uh, republic democracy, yeah. and uh, we are biblical in our understanding of the concept of uh, ownership and all that. You know, mm-hmm. that's a biblical paradigm. You know, uh, God seems to be uh, pro. Uh, capitalism. You know? So <laughs> yeah. that being said, sorry to uh, to those who read the book. Jesus was a socialist, right? Um, unfortunately, that's not a. We're not we're not there yet. We're not communists. <laughs> we, we got plenty of time yeah, to get yeah. there. We're not me. there that's, yet. So that's not, coming. Future podcast. Stay tuned. Yeah, we're not communists. So that being said, uh, we what we really want to interact with is with the ideas and the philosophies behind all this. Uh, we must understand also that the reason why this has become controversial, especially uh, amongst evangelicals, is because of the fact that Chick-fil-A has crossed a line, a moral line in the past, where Mm -hmm. it has purposely identified itself as an entity with Christian values. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. And and, and Chick-fil-A did premiate in those values. Yes. Uh, They did... 
permeate. In other they, words, they fired the first shot. They fired shots, uh, quote unquote, in by say by coming out and. Well, they aligned themselves aligned with the Christian community, yes. and they capitalized, literally capitalized in, on the Christian community because when they were drawn fire back mm-hmm. in 2012 yeah. uh, by the uh, LGBTQ mm-hmm. uh, community, which yeah. it was just LGB back then, right? Uh, the Christians, because they lined up with Christian values, the Christians, the Christian community rose to the occasion. And instead of their cells going down, it went up. Yep. So they exactly. literally capitalized on the Christian community. That literally made money off of the of the Christian right. worldview, right. worldview, essentially. Yes. yes, they capitalized on the Christian community, mm-hmm. uh, from the Christian community. Yep. And now it seems to be that they are now turning. Yeah. They are compromising. They are stabbing their supporters in the back. And the question is, why are they doing this? Right, right. And then just to kind of uh, frame the, uh, just the, we're going to touch on it just a little bit as far as what is apparent and what is true, what is on the actual website, uh, these sorts of things. Um, th- for those who don't know, maybe this is the first time you're hearing about this, um, what it appears to be uh, on, the, on a surface level is that Chick-fil-A, who, like we just said, align themselves with a Christian worldview that says marriage is between one man and one woman, and they, they affirm that, uh, took a lot of backlash and a lot of heat from the LGBTQ community. Um, and they've been under fire ever since because of their belief. And as we just said, they they actually, uh, Governor Mike Huckabee, um, a, a proclaimed a Chick-fil-A, a, a national Chick-fil-A day or some sort of Chick-fil-A day where everybody goes to Chick-fil-A for one day and supports them. And it did. It was one of their best. It was their best selling day they've ever had across the nation. So it was very profitable for Chick-fil-A to and engage they in this. They and they did increase from and, there. Right, right. And it's and if you go, and I don't know about where you live, if you're listening to this, but if you go to the Chick-fil-A where we live, I mean, there's a line out to the highway. I mean, there's always, there. You, I never, I don't eat Chick-fil-A. One, they have tons of MSG in their food anyway. But two, it, I don't want to wait for my food for that long because it's a long line. So all that to say, Chick-fil-A's benefited from this, definitely. Um but so what's going on is that uh, Chick-fil-A apparently uh, has relinquished the contracts to three agencies that they three uh, nonprofit agencies that they used to give to the Salvation Army, the Fellowship of Christian Athletes and Paul Anderson Youth Home. Um, just just as we're moving through this, uh, the Salvation Army now. If you go to the Salvation Army's website, and we believe our Salvation Army to be a staunch Christian organization founded by William Booth, obviously at the time of the founding, uh, William Booth was a pretty solid, uh, solid Christian. Um, but if you go to the Salvation Army website, um, you will find that Salvation Army maybe unwittingly or wittingly affirms homosexual marriage. Uh, we know that with the Obergefell decision, uh, uh, and, and if you if you can Google the Obergefell versus Hopkins decision, uh, you'll find uh, it was back in 2016, I believe. Uh, basically, the acceptance of of sodomy based marriage or homosexual marriage, depending on how you want to flavor it, um, essentially America is saying that well, we are okay with it. So, 
what uh, what's come from that is then then moving forward. It, it, that's why it's called progressive because they progress in their 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 the wickedness. So what we have is Salvation Army. Uh, we've you have a lot of uh, you have what's coming up now is now that same sex marriage is okay. Now we got we got to be able to share the same benefits that a heterosexual couple has as far as being uh, entitled to death benefits and insurance benefits and all those sorts of things. So there's a lot of pressure to engage in. I don't I actually haven't researched, but I don't know if it's actually a decision from the Supreme Court that allows for the same sex couples to have financial benefits if a death of a spouse or insurance benefit or something like that. Salvation Army on their actual website uh, does not discriminate against same-sex marriage couples in the context of benefits. So what does that mean? Uh, that means that they they are not against homosexual marriage, as in on its face, and you can go to their website and look at it. Uh, what this means is that that they are not contesting yeah, this. they're not. They're not they're contesting not, they're not, this. They're not taking a biblical stand against right. against. And, and let, let from for in order, in order to be biblical, because really that's the uh, mm-hmm. objective of this podcast. Yeah. Uh, let us let us use a terminology that is biblical. What we what we trying to do, and we say this, and I know that for sensitive ears and political correctness, this will sound bad. But this is the biblical terminology. Mm-hmm. The biblical yeah. terminology is Saddam. It's, it's, it's Saddam. Army, okay? You have so, to. You so have what to we do. are saying is that Salvation Army uh, is not taking a biblical stand against mm-hmm. Saddamy. It is actually, it has caved in as well. But that, Right, right. That, it, so, so all the talk of, we hear in the news of, oh, well, you know, Salvation Army is, uh, you know, they're 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 dropping Salvation Army. It's this great Christian organization. But if you go to their website, they've already compromised. They've already compromised in this fight. Take Fellowship of Christian Athletes, for example. If you go to their website, you go to their statement of faith. They affirm they affirm for verse verse from Genesis and Matthew nineteen biblical marriage. Right. They put it on their website. Uh, what you also see is Salvation Army. What I what I've been talking about is I've noticed and I've discerned, quote unquote, no pun intended. There's a they have an entire section devoted to LGBTQ support, and my mindset as a Christian is, I support, I will serve anyone, I will serve anyone, I will love everyone because I do love everyone. I want sinners to come to Christ. That's what I want. So there's no for me. To create a subcategory to say, well, we love the LGBTQ community, therefore we will never turn anyone away and this and that. You can see already a little bit of the compromising taking place. I'm not a subcategory Christian. It is you are either a sinner that is saved by grace or you're a sinner set for destruction. What do you think about that, brother? Well, yeah, there's... Only two types of sinners, those who are redeemed and those who remain in their sins. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, the problem is that there is a confliction of categories here, you know, where uh, there is a lot of confusion on what love and Christian love is out to be, mm-hmm. uh, what Christian love ought to be, yeah. and what uh, tolerance is, and what is actually uh, flat out compromising. Yeah. So yeah. so there is a confusion in categories. What what we trying to do here is we're trying to define the public, the biblical worldview and bring it to bear into the situation. So what you see here is for example you see Chick-fil-A, 
premiating, capitalizing mm -hmm. on yeah. Christian support, and all of a sudden they seem to be uh, taking a hard left. And what I say is too is that I think there's something that we're not quite privy to yet. I think there's something I, I'm not quick to condemn Chick-fil-A and just because they're obviously kind of like with the Kanye West thing. It's either you're either condemning them or you're loving them for doing this, for catering to the LGBT. Mm -hmm. And I'm in the middle because I don't I there's some things that I want to know. But on its face, on the surface, what we know is it appears yeah. that Chick-fil-A is bending the knee. To bail. And really what we want to do is we want to deal with the uh, with the mm -hmm. philosophies and ideologies that are right. behind the scenes. Because like we said at the beginning, I mean, as a business, they have every right to do with their money, sure. whatever they want. I, we're just trying to deal with the apostatizing yeah. here. You know, what yeah. this is doing is that we have this organization that, according to the numbers, they did not need it to compromise. So what we want to right. target here is why. Yeah, why, why are they doing this? And not not only that, but why are many doing the same? Because, I mean, like we said, this organization uh, lined itself up for, for a season, for a long time, because of the founders lined themselves as Christians, and they identify their organization as a organization that holds or, or, or um, upholds yeah. Christian values. Yeah. Yeah. But what did, my question... Or rather, what I try to draw out for us here is that the 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 action itself. Yeah. Why is this happening? Yeah. Why is this all of a sudden um, uh, taking a, a hard left? Mm -hmm. And in reality, what we want to see is the spirit of the age. Yeah. What is this an indicative of? That's right. That's, That's right. really this what we symptom. These are symptoms of an underlying condition. Right. So what what is happening <clears throat> in the culture? Yeah. And that's really what we want to address. What is what is taking place here? What is what is taking place in 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 in, in the culture today? Yeah. Um, one of the most important questions you can ask, it is in one word, summed up in one word, and that question is why. And that's what we're going to tackle right after this break. So stay tuned. We're going to ask the question why is this taking place. So stay tuned. We'll be back right after this break. Hello, everyone. This is Marty with Brother Eric. This is Discerning the Times podcast, uh, a ministry extension of South Texas Bible Conference. Uh, today, we want to talk to you about the South Texas Bible Conference. So, Brother Eric, why don't you tell us about uh, what the South Texas Bible Conference is? Well, we've been working on this project for a couple months already. What we're going to be doing is we're going to be talking about the persecuted church outside the United States. Mm -hmm. And the reason why we want to do this is because we see that this is a important dimension of our faith. You know, the Lord Jesus Christ in Matthew 25 speaks about in the day when he's sitting on his throne with his heavenly angels, the Lord will separate the nations and he will separate the sheep from the goat. And he will talk to his righteous people and he will commend them. Mm -hmm. He will tell them, come ye, you who are blessed of my father, come and take the kingdom prepared for you even before yeah. the foundation of the world. For you sought me when I was in prison. You clothed me when I was naked. You fed me when I was hungry and all, this, all these things that the Lord said to them. And the question is placed before the Lord. Lord, when did we do these things, right? And the Lord said, and as much as you have done this unto the least of my brethren, you did it unto me. Amen. Right. Amen. This, this That's is the this focus is, of the conference. Uh, the dates again, brother. Yes. This will be March 27 through 
Sunday the 29, mm -hmm. 2020, in the city of Victoria, Texas. Yep. We'll be giving more details in regards of that. We're going to be talking and teaching about the things that we do not hear from the media. Mm -hmm. We're going to have Pastor Victor Atala. Uh, Pastor Victor works with the persecuted church in the Middle East. He's head of the institution called MERF, Middle East Reform Fellowship. And what they do, they train the believers, they strengthen the church, they aid the church, those who are being persecuted by by Muslims and, and radical yeah. groups. Yeah. Pastor Atala has been doing this for more than 30 years. Yeah. He's going to be talking about these issues. He's going to be educating. He's going to be telling us in which way the church in America could help the persecuted church. Yeah. So he's going to be telling us in which practical ways the local church can be engaged in this battle for the persecuted church. Yeah. Who else are we going to have? We're going to have also pastor and speaker uh, Kevin Swanson from mm -hmm. the Generations Ministry, a dear friend of mine. He's going to be also talking about from the practical standpoint from the... Kevin also travels a lot mm -hmm. and goes and helps the persecuted church. So he has seen this first firsthand. Mm -hmm. Kevin is going to be talking about the biblical view of persecution. He's going to be preaching from scripture in regards of what should be the biblical perspective yeah. and what is the biblical view of sufferings. So he's going to be addressing these topics. Also, we're going to have Mr. Mark Spence, another really good friend of mine mm -hmm. from Living Waters, you know, Ray Comfort. Mm -hmm. uh, Mark Spence is going to be speaking about preaching the gospel in the midst of persecution. He's mm -hmm. going to be doing that as well. And also we're going to have Pastor Guy Harrell from Tulsa, Oklahoma. He's going to be also speaking from the pastoral view of persecution and yeah. why the church should be interested in this dimension of persecution. Mm -hmm. So Amen. we're going to be dealing with this. This conference, though, I want to say this, is not aimed to guilt trip people. Mm -hmm. Okay. This is a, good. A, a, a subject that is very difficult. It's not very popular. People shrink from it because, you know, the first thing we hear is persecution. Well, you know, that's yeah. kind of depressing and all that. But that is not really the biblical view of persecution, first of all. But that being said, I want to say that this conference is not to guilt trip people into doing anything. It's to provide education. Yes. It's to provide right. exhortation, biblical exhortation and exposition of this topic. Because mm -hmm. it is a reality outside the United States. It is yeah. a reality that is taking place. The church is suffering. Mm -hmm. Today, somebody died for Christ. Amen. Yeah. And we must learn to live our lives in this part of the world in the light of the suffering church of yeah. Christ. We have so much to give. We must use the liberties that we possess to avail, to help, to be part of the struggle of the persecuted church. To say, here we are. Right. You know. Reverend Richard Werbrand, founder of the Voice of the Martyrs, said in his book, We only believe that for which we are ready to die for. That's right. You know, That's right. He, he suffered persecution mm -hmm. by the communists back in the 50s. You know, he suffered. If you haven't read his book, uh, Torture for Christ, I really exhort you to read it. It is a great reading. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it will. It will grant you a perspective uh, to see a dimension of Christianity that we do not know in this part of the world mm -hmm. because we have so much. Yeah. So I exhort you to, to continue to be praying for us as we get ready for this yeah. next South Texas Bible Conference slash remember them from Hebrews 13, 3. Remember, remember them, them who are in prison as though in prison with them. Remember you, them. Yes, right. please yeah. help us to share also yeah. 
The We've word. got a website in the process right now, SouthTexasBibleConference.com. It's going to be up and running shortly, so pay, stay tuned for that. Where can they go to get some more information? If they're online, maybe surfing yeah. the web they can for go, right now well, they can until go, the website's up. They can go to our Facebook page, the South Texas Bible Conference, mm-hmm. you know, Facebook page. If you Google it, it probably is going to show right now, on the, but the second to the top, because there's there's another link that appears there from, from, from the last conference we mm-hmm. did, mm-hmm. also in, in in yeah. Victoria, yeah. we did that in, co- in combination with Community Baptist Church. But if you want to donate some SEO to us, we will take that. We take <laughs> donations, so SEO or web building, we are open to to, yes. uh, to that. <laughs> yes, but yeah, so we, it would not be the first link; it would be the second to the top. Mm-hmm. The first one that shows for the time being until mm-hmm. we fix that uh, is a link from last. Uh, excuse me, this early this year when mm-hmm. we had Dr. James White and Justin Peters. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's going to show up at top, but that's for like, past conference. We did that in combination with Community Baptist Church. Mm-hmm. But this year, we're not doing it with Community Baptist. This year, we, we, we're doing it with the South Texas Bible Conference by itself. Mm-hmm. We want to do that as, as a sole ministry. Mm-hmm. Sure. So you can go to our Facebook page or you can email me to South Texas Bible Conference one word all together South Texas Bible Conference at gmail.com South Texas Bible Conference at gmail.com yes. that is the email if you'd like more information or you uh, are wanting to help in any way shape or form just reach out to brother Eric or myself through uh, South Texas Bible Conference at gmail.com uh, look for the website coming up soon South Texas Bible Conference.com also visit our Facebook page for more information guys we just wanted to bring that to your attention we look forward to it it's going to be a great conference march 27 28 29th south texas bible conference we'd love to see you thank you welcome back everybody to discerning the times here with marty and brother eric um, we've been talking about the chick-fil-a donation scandal that's been taking place um, what we've been talking about is just kind of some facts and some the the at face value things that have been going on in the news um, with Chick-fil-A uh, pulling funding or uh, not continuing to fund certain organizations like the Salvation Army, uh, Fellowship of Christian Athletes, and the Paul Anderson Youth Home. At face value, it looks like Chick-fil-A may be turning to the left. And maybe it's a hard left. Maybe it's a slight left, uh, however you slice it, it appears that there's trouble in paradise, quote unquote. And so we've been talking about that in the first portion of our uh, podcast. And now we really want to dive in and uh, we want uh, we want to pursue these ideas that are behind the actions. So Chick-fil-A is acting in a certain way. So as we know, per the late Dr. R.C. Sproul, ideas have consequences. There are things behind the actions, the ideas behind the actions we want to look at, uh, as we kind of dubbed the brother kind of dubbed this, the, the pinch of incense of the culture, um, what's shaping the pinch of incense in this case, we talked about Chick-fil-A took a biblical stance in marriage against sodomy, which Bible is against sodomy based marriage. Uh, and it's against sodomy in general. It's sexually immoral to practice sodomy. So, um, what's shaping the pinch of incense? What is shaping the actions of Chick-fil-A's apparent pulling away from a biblical stance on marriage? 
So, Brother Eric, that's kind of what we want to we want to take a look at that and see what's going on with all this, brother. How are we to discern this particular incident uh, with Chick Fil A? It's not about Chick Fil A. It's about the ideas behind the actions, right? Yeah, but Chick Fil A is just. Uh uh, a name. It, it, what's happening here is what were the the people behind it? Uh, why is this taking place? Uh, what we want to pursue is the is the uh, worldview behind this. What, what is this an indicative of? What is this in indicating to? What is the significance of these things? We want to pursue the ideas behind this. The spirit of the side yeah. guy. Again, I asked that question before we took a break. The, one of the most powerful questions you can ask and summed up in one word, and that's why. So, why, brother? Why, yeah, why is this happening? That's really <laughs> the question, right? First of all, what we mean by the pinch of instance of the culture is back in 1st, 2nd, and 3rd uh, century, uh, the, the church suffered persecution mm-hmm. because it was required for each loyal citizen of the Roman Empire to burn a pinch of incense in the alt of the emperor to, yeah. to the le- allegiance of the genius of the emperor and, and, and to declare that Caesar was Lord. And Christians could not do that because they understood that there was only one one Lord, that there was only one Lord, mm-hmm. and that Lord is the Lord Jesus Christ. And it was difficult for the Romans to comprehend that, that the Christian God is the one and true God, because I know we've talked about it before. Um, the Romans had many gods, and it was just like, oh, well, great, we'll add your God to our gods, and we can get along, you know? Yeah, no problem. No, they were we poly- won't have any problems. So. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. the issue was not there was another God added to the pantheon, the re- the reason was that this God claimed to be exclusive and the only true God, mm-hmm. and his followers claimed this and affirmed this, yeah. and therefore draw the line in the sand. So they had and, no and, problem. They had no problem with you being a Christian and believing yeah. in Jesus. When the problem came, the same thing so, with the Jews. So long as the Sanhedrin, you, yeah. you did comply with the requirements of the culture. Mm-hmm. So long as you complied, there was no issue. So what we want to draw here is a parallelism between what is happening today with the one issue that seems to be the trigger factor today. That the one thing that has become the equivalent of the pinch of incense then to the pinch of instance now, and that is the issue of sodomy. Mm-hmm. That is yeah. the issue of the LGBTQ plus ism. Mm-hmm. That has become, it, it is quickly becoming right. the Leibniz test for cultural acceptance. Yeah. And it's quick becoming even the Leibniz test for for good citizenship. Yeah. You know, it, it, it is quick becoming the requirement for good citizenship. You know, I, what I'm talking about is that it seems to be that this is the issue of the day. This is the Nebuchadnezzar statue mm-hmm. yeah. that, that everybody is required to bow to. <laughs> and the enemy knows that the Christian worldview is the enemy. Yep. You know, and that's really what we need to see from... This is the lesson that we can learn from what's... It's not about Chick-fil-A. No. Chick-fil-A is just a business. That's right. But... The issue here is that Chick-fil-A, at one point in time, identified itself with moral values, Christian moral values. Mm -hmm. It engaged in spiritual warfare, essentially. And and, and by doing so, lined itself up with a Christian worldview, right? And as a byproduct of that, they did capitalize Mm -hmm. on it, right? And, And let's say, just for the the sake of fairness, let's give them the benefit of the doubt that um, 
they were not really targeting uh, profit profiteering from mm-hmm. the faith. Right. It just happened yeah. like that, right. right? Right. Which brings us brings us to the to the fact of recognize that Chick Fil A does not need really to compromise as, as, right. uh, financially, financially sp- yeah. speaking. Yep. So the question is, why are they doing this then? Mm-hmm. Why is it that now all of a sudden they are turning left and compromising? <laughs> yeah. Now, if we are consistent and... Well, if we, and again, if we look at Salvation Army, well, the Salvation Army's already been compromised. So oh, yes. They can, that's, that's, a not a, that's, a, uh, that's a loss, loss, a lose-lose situation. Right, but not, but not we many. do have a couple that were still... still are still grounded in scripture, biblically speaking, on marriage. Right. But, but speaking of that point, you know, it's it's not about the names or anything like that, right? No, it's, it's not really the, the ideas behind the actions. It, like it's really about. it's really the, the the spirit of the age mm-hmm. we're pursuing is the, the worldview behind this. What yeah. what is taking place is that you you see that they definitely not doing it. Uh, for money, although it might be though, in <laughs> it's, their view, it's a big, it's a big it, motivating factor for many. Let's say it, many people it, are motivated. It might by be money. greed, mm-hmm. where they can, they what they want to have their cake and eat it too. But mm-hmm. besides the point, yeah. the question is, why is this taking place? Right. Uh, and what we see here, and, and like the verse you read at the beginning of the podcast, uh, that God. We read this in Romans chapter 1, in verse 24. It says that God gave them up in the lust of their their hearts to impurity. Right, And this is in the context of this, we see that Paul is raising the indictment against humanity. Right, That's mm-hmm. the context of this. Paul right. is speaking about the men's depravity. And, and how they change the glory of the immortal God, and therefore God gave them up to their lust of their hearts mm-hmm. and to their impurity. Right. So, what we want to do is we want to bring biblical categories and biblical understanding and principles to bear into the into the culture to discern the times and That's to right. see what's taking place here. And we gotta look at the cultural landscape and see what's taking place in the culture mm-hmm. we we have for example the rising of a acceptance of a new morality yeah. right in the culture you see the culture of death abortions taking place the abortion is the law of the land mm. the, uh, i know brother sodomy. kevin's talked about that just to stop park our bike here for a second he's talked about the abortion rate, the the acceptance of abortion, uh, even in even in um, Christian communities, the percentage has increased over the years as far as abortion is concerned. Uh, where ten percent approved of abortion before um, Roe versus Wade, after Roe versus Wade, you see the numbers go up. That even there are some Christian, there are even pro life organizations. That if you would research and do the the do the research, you'll find that they're actually not pro life because they have they compromise they compromise on abortion. So just to just to uh, leapfrog off of that lily pad there, there's a compromise taking place. Really, looks like uh, even amongst the Christian community, especially amongst the Christian community. I say so called because right. I would say so called because. Uh, it's going to be the dividing. It's the dividing line. Um, sodomy, 
uh, sodomy-based marriage is a dividing line. Abortion is a dividing line. But you can say the abortion is wrong or murder all day. And then when you say, well, should the woman be held? Which should the woman receive a death penalty for getting an abortion? Well, no. Yeah, see, it's it's a divide. It's in other words, not everything is as it seems. Just because you wear a Christian label, a Christian patch on your sleeve, doesn't make you a Christian, man. The test is going to come when the pressure is applied. The pinch of incense test, the litmus test, if you will, is that's going to be. And that's what we are really seeing is is exactly that we we seeing that if we were to judge the culture and what is happening what is happening in the culture by biblical standards and and try to identify the the influential forces behind all this revolution what we begin to see is that there is a increasing pressure by the culture and in the culture of forces of darkness and these do come by ways of ideas that are being pumped into the minds mm-hmm. of the people yep. and into the mind of the children by the secular systems of education yep. right so this is one of the sources we'll get part- to it don't worry that's coming that podcast a series podcast right there right on, on that, the secular that, so, education. so we see that <laughs> these ideas do have a source <laughs> Right, biblically speaking, we can track all these ideas back to the to the father of lies, right? Mm-hmm. right. But what we want to identify is the means by which these ideas do come to mm-hmm. our culture. So what you see here, therefore, is a culture of death. You see a uh, speaking of of uh, geographical terms. You see a you see a country, right, and the mm-hmm. culture within that country right. that has allowed this departure from Judeo-Biblical principles, mm-hmm. right, Judeo-Christian Biblical principles, and you see, therefore, these things taking place. You see abortion is the law of the land. You mm-hmm. see sodomy, that is homosexuality, is the law of the, law, the land. Mm-hmm. And and then you ask yourselves the question, how do how do we get here? Right. How do right. we got here? What, the same way means? that abortion, the abortion, uh, acceptance of abortion has increase percentage wise well that's the same thing that that's taking place with sodomy based marriage or homosexuality or homosexuality behaviors in general is this acceptance of it by not only the secular culture but the christian culture as well exactly that and that's the point that what is influencing the culture the most just think about it uh there is a there there is a peer research Back in 2015, when Obergefell became the the law of the land, quote unquote, <laughs> right? It became the law of the land that the percentage of people who claim or profess uh, a affiliation with Christianity—that mm-hmm. is, for the most part of that percentage—they uh, claim to be Christians. Mm-hmm. It was a 70 percent of the population of the United States yeah. at that time when that yep. took place. Now, when we contrast that with the number of people that identified themselves with LGBTQ, at that time it was just LGBT, mm-hmm. LGBT, I believe, yeah. um, 
it was less than 15% of the population of the United States. But you you see in here that a 15, let's say for being, being generous, yeah, being let's, generous. Let's, see, let's say a 20% of the population of the country was able to impose their morality onto this quote-unquote 70% of uh, Mm -hmm. so-claiming professing Christians. So when we measure the level of influence that 20% and that being gratuitous, 20% exercise on the culture against of the 70% claiming to be Christians there are influencing the culture, and you see what what has more weight in Something's the culture. Something is wrong. Something is out of whack. Yeah. Something is not right. If we were to use the culture and the fruit of the culture as a metric for the influence of the church in the culture, mm-hmm. so this is very uh, revealing. It's you very, can do the math indicative. yourself if you if you want, and you can do the math, and you say to yourself. Is this a truly Christian nation that we live in? That so so uh, so called Christian nation. Well, to be honest, I, I I measure I the met like you said, measure the, the the percentages against themselves, and you'll see the truth. And even know? then, I, I do not like really the the word a Christian nation because right. in reality, and I say that in quotes. There was there was yeah. a Christian nation that was the nation of Israel. Amen. That's right. Right. Uh, God saves people out of the nations. That's from right. From every tribe and nation yep. of the world. Mm-hmm. But it's like uh, I said in the beginning, I see two categories of people: sinners saved by grace and sinners headed for destruction. Right. And and my heart goes out to the sinner headed right. for destruction. I want him to be a sinner saved by grace, and that's why we evangelize. But, exactly. But, uh, but it's important that, that we define the, these things biblically, yeah. because again. What we want to draw out here, and really what my heart is, is I want to see what is the state of Christianity within the culture and within the context of the country. Yeah. Not because not because I uh, I, I have a, a, a false idea of a theocracy or because I want God to make America great again. Because in reality, <laughs> the biblical worldview is that yeah. we are not citizens of this world. Mm-hmm. You know. And in God's providence, uh, America has been a... Trump is not God. Let me just say it. I'll get it out of the way. Well, he's not the Messiah. <laughs> Trump is not the Messiah. I'm right. going to get it out of the way because we got a podcast going to come up too probably in the near future. So get ready for that one too. Probably going to get a lot more uh, feedback on that. Yeah, one we want to see the no, man, the man no. for, 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 for what he is objectively. Sure. Yes. Thankful for the good things he not does. Not blinded by any type of political... Uh, you know, more like a and, nationalistic yeah. uh, seal and yeah. pride. You know, no, we we we, not, we do not embrace that. We want to careful, we, brother. Careful, brother. Yes, I know. I'm touch, <laughs> touching an idol. That's a, that's it, man. We're gonna go. <laughs> well, go right now they're gonna I'm, come out, man. I'm just glancing <laughs> no. at it. I'm not even touching. Not it even. Yet. Not even. No, we'll but, get there. Yeah, we just want to see the men for the good and bad. You know, and yeah. that's it. And, uh, be objective, and not. Uh, conflate uh, the kingdom of Christ with a with with the kingdom of America, you know, because mm-hmm. that's something that happens a lot. They, yeah. Many Christians don't, do not know where the Christian of, of Christ, the kingdom of Christ, begins and when America ends. Yeah. Right? They yeah. they expect Christ come down in the second coming and take over the Oval Office or something <laughs> like that. But that is not what we're going to do. But yeah. coming back to the subject, though. Um, so how, see, so how what do we what do we so the Christian the guy that's been listening to the podcast is like. So, so what do I need to learn from this, brother? Not, not necessarily to, uh, 
to to trivialize anything we've said. But so what is what? Okay, I get it. Chick Fil A is doing something wrong. It's not about Chick Fil A. It's about the ideas behind the actions. Well, what do I what do I need to know? How do I need to react to this? What does the Bible say? Uh, what needs to be my stance on the on this as I observe these things taking place? This is my concern. My concern is, as a Christian, and not as a concern as I'm desperate, but I just want to discern the times and prepare for them. As we see the culture, we begin to see that the issue of sodomy, that is homosexuality, has become the pinch of incense of the culture. That is that if you as a Christian, as a Christian do not bow the knee to this, you will be persecuted. Mm-hmm. This has they become, are militant too in, in their yes their because they not devices. only want to be uh, live and let live they 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 claim tolerance but they intolerant because they just not really happy only with the, the with the their behavior be accepted by the culture as far as in a judicial way as in okay well you want to do it we okay we're not gonna put you in jail for that but they want they have gone to the other stream mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I'm saying that because I believe really that this was part of the agenda all, from the beginning they have gone to now that you need not only to set, to, to, to to allow it but now to affirm it to affirm it that's right. right and if you do not affirm it there's been that progression over the years if you look back right the, you the, see the you allowance see that, you see that process of decaying yeah. mm-hmm. right but now what you so this is my concern it was allowance as a and then it was now it's yeah. affirmation you need no okay fine cuz what we gave the, I say we but the christian church the christian church capitulated and said Fine, you can get married. You can have a marriage license. But that's not enough, brother. The that wasn't enough. I guess what the so-called Christian community might have capitulated to mm-hmm. that, but not, I don't think real Christians did. Well, oh, that's no. What, that's, I, that's, no. That's and why, I say Christian why, as yeah. in the general yeah. right. consensus. Yeah, you know. the culture of Christianity, yes. I, I, but coming back to that, mm-hmm. you see, this thing has morphed. Mm-hmm. And it's taking quickly the shape of... You know, if we remember back in the book of Daniel, the statue of Nebuchadnezzar. This thing has become, if not the statue, part of the statue. And this is one of the, this is quickly becoming a litmus test for true Christianity. That is that soon the true Christian will be identified because he will be in jail Mm -hmm. for not having bowed the knee to this to this issue. Yeah, to this idol. And, and the yeah. other issue, I believe that it's also shaping to become also the, 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 and I'm talking about Christianity and I'm talking to Christians here. Yes. That is becoming shape, uh, quickly taking the shape also of a, of a divider. Uh, that is the, a way to sort out the true sheep from the goat is the issue of uh, biblical discipleship of our children. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is that the issue of public education yeah. is quickly taking shape. Again, also like I said, as podcasts are getting test. worked on right now. So, you won't get it. <laughs> so as, as a Christian, I see these things taking yes. place and I see the direction of the culture and I am called by Scripture to discern the times. The That's Lord right. Jesus has spent, you know, the, 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 less, uh, excuse me, the, the last hours 
of his ministry prior to, to, to his crucifixion, uh, warning his disciples to, to be able to, he said, the one thing he told them to do is to watch out. The word means to be alert, mm-hmm. to be circ- circumspect, yep. to, to be, he said, pray and watch, mm-hmm. pray and watch, yep. right? And, 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 and not watch just for the sake of watching, but in order to take action and to be ready. So, so this is really, as a Christian, this is really the, the concern that this is quickly becoming... It could be a concern and an admonishment, too, yeah. uh, to say, Christian, you need to be watchful and you need to be in prayer yeah, and communion. Exactly, because I with, mentioned... With, with Christ. I mentioned the, the issue of education and the issue of, of sodomy, uh, the issue of the LGBTQism. I, I have mentioned both of them because they are working in pair. You see, we have arrived to this point in the culture via the liberal education of the secular system mm-hmm. that that has worked it's become a way. vessel it has become a instrumental mm-hmm. in in the advancement of mm-hmm. this culture yep. called this culture meaning what is happening what we're talking about right. the culture of death and the homosexuality and new morality and all that mm-hmm. this uh, the 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 education system the secular education system it has become instrumental it has been instrumental in the acceptance mm-hmm. of these things yeah. even among so-called evangelicals and also media Hollywood, yeah. uh, they, the, Hollywood has been instrumental also in desensitizing and preparing the culture to receive and accept. We went from viewing these things in a derogatory way to pity these things and now to affirm them, mm-hmm. right? So this is the slippery slope. So as a Christian, I see what happening, what's happening with Chick-fil-A and I'm not concerned about Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A is just a restaurant. <laughs> but I'm concerned about the ideas and the people behind these ideas. Right, that's right. right. Because now all of a sudden you see the people who who stood by Christian principle at one point. And I, granted, there's a new CEO. Uh, his name is... Um, what was the name of this guy? Uh... I had it. I had it. Zapolis, Tim Zapolis. For what I gathered, the man is not navigating with a Christian flag, mm-hmm. right? What I, from what? But there's people within that organization that have identified themselves with Christian principles, yeah. and all of a sudden they, they are allowing this to happen. So that's mm-hmm. really the concern, yeah. because you see, it's a domino effect. It's and, like you said. Uh, we talk about it, brother. Is that? Uh, be per- if you identify yourself as a true Christian, if you are a true Christian, it will cost you. It yes. will cost you if if you tote if you toe the line of Christianity and you wave the Christian flag unashamedly, it's going to cost you. In right? every context in history, identifying yourself with Christ has always been a death death sentence. It's always been. It's yeah. only in the past 250 years of of the experiment of the of the American American experiment. American yeah. experiment is that you have seen by God's providence a reprieve of hostility to true biblical principle, mm-hmm. and and the problem is that as Americans we have grown accustomed to this, and we really have this. We don't think like Puritans anymore. We have dislodged the cost of discipleship from our theology. We have dislodged the cost of discipleship from our theology. Mm-hmm. That is, we do not associate 
We do not associate sufferings for Christ with Christianity. When we suffer, we view it as something's got to be out of whack. Mm-hmm. Either God is mad with us, or we are insane, or we're not. Or we need to, to give more. To we need the, to give to more. We need to do something because yeah. sufferings are not right. We right. want, you know, our American dream. And God wants you to be happy, right? Yes, God. But God wants you to be happy. His His way. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> his way. So so so. To wrap up yeah. this podcast, L- let me say real quick before we wrap up, um, I want to say this. Um, I have uh, I have a few family members that are in that lifestyle, the homosexual sodomy lifestyle. I have I know friends that are in that lifestyle, and I I do love them, and that's not me capitulating. I'm saying I love them, and I want them to come out of that lifestyle to Christ. I want Christ to save them, and I want them to come away from that. As we've we see in the song of Song of Songs, come away from there, my darling. You know that that Christ. Uh, I want them to know Christ and know, like I was a wretched sinner, and I still am a sinner, but I'm saved by grace. And I was probably more wretched than they were, than they are. I can guarantee you, I was ten thousand times more wretched. In my lifestyle that I chose. But my heart is not of one of hate for the sake of hate. Just to marginalize or uh, pigeonhole uh, people. Again, going back to what I said before earlier. There's only two categories of people for me. There's sinners saved by grace. And there's sinners on their way to hell. On their way to wrath. And my heart is for both. Uh, and both need the gospel. We Christians need the gospel, and sinners, wretched uh, sinners like myself, like I was, they need the gospel. And that's that's my heart is to is for them to come out of that and know God and know that they are destined. Uh, they're on the path of the of the the wide gate. They're on the wide path. And that's that's my heart cry. Yeah, they're really. the Broadway. Um, we must something that, it, it, however meekly we may say it, I yeah. understand there are some that go to the stream, but but we are yeah. not that kind. No. Uh, we must understand that. However, we meekly, call balls and strikes here. Okay, ho- that's the story. However meekly we under we we bring the we bring the biblical position to bear into the society and into the culture as far as homosexuality goes. Mm-hmm. It it always be. It will always be uh, construed as bigotry, right? Right. right. So, so we must learn because it's full. Our mindset's foolishness to the world. I mean, we talked about it right. earlier. It's just the principles of God are foolishness to the world. Yes, you know, to a worldly mindset. Yeah. So, so to wrap up, what we want to what we want to say is that uh, we we want to concentrate not at, not in what a organizations such as Chick-fil-A mm-hmm. is doing with their money, but rather we want to, we really want to concern ourselves with a biblical worldview and the ideas behind it and the spirit of the side guides, mm-hmm. uh, the side guides, the, the, the culture of shakers, yeah. you know, whether, what they are doing mm-hmm. and how these things will affect mm-hmm. our faith and how these things will, will actually bring forth and our, it is already happening. Is bringing forth cultural pressure, and eventually it's bringing even, decay, even bringing decay, even right? persecution yeah. to yeah. us. So the Christian must be discerning. Yeah. Because we must prepare ourselves and our children to face these 
uh, situations and be prepared to to stand strong for the for the kingdom of God mm-hmm. and to and to lovingly and that 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 does not mean uh, compromising or or um, less lessening the the issue yeah. or 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 try to euphemize it like you know I believe that even using the word gay is a compromise because. It is a it is a it's a euphemism to lessen the reality and the grossness of the sin. Yeah. And and yeah. and one thing I want to say just before we leave though is that we're not narrowing on this particular sin no. as though there are no other sins that are just as damnable. Yes. Each sin, every sin is damnable. Every sin is of an offense against That's Almighty right. God. That's right. But this happens to be the sin of the day. Mm-hmm. This happens to be the sin of the of the day. The one that is being used as the spearhead to attack Christians. Right. That's right. Okay. This is because society still retains some 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 semblance of sanity where still uh thievery stealing is wrong right you go to jail if you invest some money that's right right, right. society still v- views that as wrong right but this is the one issue right now that is being accepted by society and is being imposed onto the morality of the society and it is becoming an issue because the Christian worldview says that that is also a sin. That's right. Right. So That's when right. you see in 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 First Corinthians chapter six, when Paul speaks about the the sin of homosexuality, he gives us he gives us also a list of other sins. So as Christians, we must practice the sermon and engage in the culture mm-hmm. and make sure that they do understand that it's not bigotry. It is not that we are searing down on this one sin. All sins are sin. All sins That's are right. damnable. So therefore, the point is, is that we all need the gospel. We need Christ exactly. to save us, all of us. And we be we be we need to be ready mm-hmm. to right. proclaim that there are master whispers in our ears and proclaim it from the rooftops. Amen. Yes, that's that's the point of this podcast. Whether it's the, our rooftop up. or Chick Fil A's rooftop, <laughs> yes. We, the point is, is that be ready, Christian. We need to wake up mm-hmm. to the times, discern the times, be ready with biblical will, be, yes, be armed with swords, prepare our families, disciple our children, mm-hmm. protect our children from this ungodly worldviews and everything, right. everything and anything that raises itself against the knowledge of Jesus Christ, must be crushed. In the biblical sense, that is crushing those ideas. Protect our children from this cultural mm-hmm. invasiveness. Yeah. As Christians, we must protect our children mm-hmm. and prepare ourselves and face the reality. We and, went, and if you do that, everything will be fine, right, yeah. brother? No. no. <laughs> no. Well, it will be it, fine. It, yes, you're prepared for at, persecution, end, Christian brother and sister. But prepare we for must that. be ready to face it. Be prepared. What we're trying to do is yeah. protect. And, and and bring a conscientious awareness of what what is coming to pass, and for the Christian to understand that this is normal for the believer. <laughs> this is That's historically it, and yes. biblically has been the lot of yeah. the church. Yeah. So be ready. As the scripture says, count it all joy. Yes. Because you're, the, we have a history, uh, a cloud of witnesses, like you said, such a cloud of witnesses yeah, yeah. that have gone through suffering as well. So yeah, so so be ready, Christian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in the light of this, we want to invite you for next year in March in the city of Victoria, Texas, because we are a ministry 
from uh, a branch ministry of the South Texas Bible Conference. We want to invite everyone listening to go to SouthTexasBibleConference.com mm-hmm. and register for our conference next yeah. year. It Registration is, is free. There's no entry free. fee. It is free for everybody who mm-hmm. registered. And space is limited. Space is so limited. So get in there and get registered. And, and our <laughs> conference will be dealing precisely with the struggle of the persecuted church outside the United States. We're going to have great speakers. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. uh, we're going to have great speakers speaking in regards to the issue of persecution and what is the what is the brethren facing outside the United States and why we as a church of the Lord Jesus Christ in the United States should be aware care and support the persecuted church mm-hmm. i know that uh for the american uh ears this this the the subject of persecution is not very attractive but it is a biblical issue mm-hmm. and as a as a church of jesus christ we must not neglect the persecuted church so we want to invite everybody to like us on our facebook the yeah. south texas bible conference yep. you can look us look us up on facebook and you can also find a link there to our conference and register for free yeah. so Thank you, everybody, Thank you for, for this opportunity. www.southtexasbibleconference.com. Look us up on the web or you can Google us. Uh, we look forward to seeing you at the conference, so get registered. Uh, this has been the Sterling of Times with Marty and Brother Eric. God bless you.